Hi, I'm Wyatt. And I'm Grace. And you're listening to Our Dad and your host of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Vodacy Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sean Moore, and I am super excited. My favorite type of episodes because I get to have great conversations with amazing people. And we've got Andres Perez joining us, one of our Vodacy Empire Club members, going to share his journey and story into short-term rental investing. So Andres, thanks for joining us. and appreciate you being here today. Thanks so much, Sean. Really appreciate it. Uh, you, you hosting me in this podcast. And as, as I mentioned before, I'm really happy to be here and also like really grateful for all the support you and your team have provided through this journey. So, so yeah, really, really happy to be here. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you, you joining us and uh, sharing this story. And I, like we told you before we hit record, I always, and everybody that's listening, we, we talk to our um, interview guest and we say, hey, listen, we're just going to have a conversation and we, you know, we want to share the good, the bad, the ugly, the challenges. And um, so everybody kind of understands and can walk into this game with their eyes wide open a little bit so it's always fun to be able to kind of rewind and walk back through the process and some of the some of the challenges some of the lessons some of the things we did right some of the things we wish we would have done different and so I love having these conversations and being able to share these types of journeys and stories but before we start Andres I want to we're we're missing the uh the, the the second half of this partnership with Aliska's actually you guys are you have a three week old newborn and so so she's uh, you guys are busy with that you've got a you're, you're building the family you got the six year old daughter who now has a little baby brother and so um she was a big part of that journey as well and so we'll make make sure that um, we're missing her today but we know that she was a big part of that journey as well right of course yeah 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 definitely we've we've kind of worked on this together. And like uh, us too, and also like other members of, of my family and like other 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 investors. So like, yeah, yeah, we, we as you mentioned, we have a, a three week old. So like we're splitting responsibilities and, uh, and kind of working through it. Divide and conquer right yeah, now, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, let's uh, let's dive back and kind of rewind a little bit. I always love to start with the backstory where you guys are from, where you live, what's paying the bills right now, what got you interested in real estate investing, if you have real estate investing in the past, and and what really dove us and drove us to short-term rental investing. And so um, I like I love to get the backstory of where, you know, really where you guys started at. Of course. Um, so we are originally from Mexico. Uh, we are from um, a city called Puebla, which is like two hours away from, from Mexico City. We moved into the U.S. about me and my wife, uh, Elishka. We, we both moved into the U.S. ten years ten years ago, like this year. So in 2013, uh, we moved to do a, I did a, an MBA in NYU. So we moved to, to New York City in 2013. We lived in New York for a couple of years, um, uh, and then after that, I, I was fortunate enough to, to to get a job at Google. So we moved to California, um, uh, almost eight years now. Uh, so we've been here since 2015. We lived in the Bay Area. Uh, we moved recently to Sacramento, to Roseville. Um, uh, so anyway, that's why we're here in the U.S. We have a six-year-old and we have a, a three-week-old uh, boy. And uh, in terms of paying, I guess, my I've, I've, as I mentioned, I've been working at Google for the last eight years. So that's kind of been the, the main source of income. But what got us into real estate was about like four or five years ago. I... Um, I really enjoy my job and I've learned a lot and, and it's been a, a, like a very rewarding experience, but I've, I realized that it's not necessarily what I want to do for, for like, for the rest of my life uh, might not be kind of the, the, the thing that I'm best positioned to do or the thing that I enjoy the most, even though, again, I've enjoyed it a lot and 
I really like my team and, and it's, it's been a great learning experience. So anyway, at that point, like four years back, I, I we decided that we wanted to kind of explore getting similar story as, as most kind of real estate investors who wanted to, to get an alternate source of income. So we kind of started sort of listening to podcasts, you know, the, the whole drill. And, um, and um, long story short, uh, I, I purchased the property three years back, exactly in March of 2020 in San Jose. Uh, it was going to be, we're going to do house hacking. So basically kind of a, uh, I got a, I got a, like a FHA loan, purchased the property in San Jose. And then we, it was a property that had like a, it had a, a property distribution to do house hacking. We wanted to rent out one like portion of the house through, through like as a short-term rental. Um, and uh, that was kind of when the whole pandemic hit. So like we actually moved back to Mexico and uh, we, we actually rented that house out as a long-term and, and then through like the rest, like the, 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 the following years, uh, I started kind of sharing what we had done with, with, with friends and family and, and, and organically, like we were fortunate enough to, to get the trust from, from several, uh, I guess, friends and family members. And, and they, they invested with us about like 700K from like 11, 11 investors. So we, we purchased five other properties through in, in the last few years. Um, uh, one, another one, which is where I'm, I am now, is in, in Roseville. Two, two long-term rentals in 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 Denison, Texas, and then the two that I think is the one, the, the, the two properties that I'm, I'm I'm most focused on at this point, which is the ones that you and your team helped us kind of walked us well, helped us kind of through the acquiring process and, and the setting setting process, which is two short-term rentals in San Agustin, Florida. Uh, we we bought those those two last year. Um, so, so that's kind of the, the, the story, right? Like in, in, the, in the last three years, we built this real estate portfolio between, between me, me and my wife, and also with the support of, 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 of our, of, of our investors, which we're really, really grateful for because they, they sort of, without them, this wouldn't have been possible. Uh, also, uh, my sister has helped in kind of design and all that stuff. My brother fundraising. Anyway, it's been kind of like a, like a team, team, team exercise. And, and, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm kind of overextending, but. But, uh, but that's kind of how we got us into real estate. And right now we have, we have those six properties, uh, the, the two short-term rentals in San Agustin, which is kind of our, our main focus. We want to scale those. Those are working pretty nicely. And, um, and, and yeah, that, that's kind of where we're at. That's awesome. I mean, and what a, uh, man, what a, what a story of, of really just building. And, and did you do a lot of this? I wasn't aware that when the pandemic hit, you actually moved back to Mexico. And so were you doing a lot of this from Mexico or did, were you there and then come back and into the U S to start building that portfolio? Yeah, it, it was, it was honestly like looking back, it, it's, it's been a, like an awesome journey and uh, I'm really grateful how it worked out. We actually moved back to Mexico. So like we moved back to Mexico, even before the pandemic, we wanted to spend right. some time with, with family back there because of our, our daughter at that time was like two years old. So we wanted her to get some exposure to family. So we were there when the pandemic hit. And, uh, and like Google was, was very sort of supportive in kind of letting us work remotely from, from uh, to me, they let, they, they let me work remotely from, from Mexico. So that was very convenient. That's why I was able to rent out the property in San Jose long-term. And then like, while we were there, I, I, got, I got really hooked into real estate. So I was like looking at like what we could do next. That's kind of how I got the idea of like, like somewhere like close to the, to the Bay area, uh, but, but not that close. Uh, um, uh, which was kind of how we purchased the, the property here in Roseville. Um, and so basically like through this whole three years, we've been like traveling back and forth between, okay. between the U S and Mexico, most of the time in Mexico, um, we, we came, we like, I guess we came to, to the U S 
uh, for work and also to like find the properties. Um, so that's kind of how we've been doing it. And, and actually like we've, uh, we've come to realize that that's what we want to do long-term. So like we are setting up our, or, or, or working through how to, how to live both in, in like half the year in the US, half the year in Mexico. Uh, we, we actually have our daughter, like we have her here in school here in, in, in Roseville and then we already have a school in Mexico. So we want her to have like um, those, two, those two worlds um, yeah. for our kids. Wow, what a, what an amazing yeah, that's awesome. I love it, and and the exposure to be able to do that, and then just going out and being you know when I hear you talk about it, one of the things I have a conversation with a lot of people that are just getting started is they always place these limitations on what resources they have available. And when I hear your story, the only thing that comes to mind is how resourceful you guys have been through this process and, you know, being able to build a great team and being able to raise some different, you know, money from those team members and, and have these partnerships to where you're really being resourceful and building this portfolio pretty dang fast. I mean, that's a, that's a really, you know, you're, you're accelerating at a rapid pace. And um, this, these are such fun conversations for me to have because it's, it really shows the, you know, the determination to really go build something, but you're, you're not looking at any limitations. You're saying, okay, how can we, how can we take this into a positive and really start building it? So, so let's, let's dive into the short-term rental portfolio. So you, cause you've got a mix, right? You've got some long-term rentals. Um, originally, like you said, it was kind of starting with house hacking and then now that one's rented out um, and you, those are on the West coast. And then, then you got a couple in Texas. I always tell people I love real estate in general. You'll never hear me talk bad about really any any asset class, whether it's long-term rentals, single-family rental, long-term or multifamily, commercial property, all these different things. They all have pros and cons. And, and you've taken that kind of diversified approach where you're doing a, a kind of a mixed portfolio, which is which is really awesome. And, and uh, a lot of people don't do that right out of the gate. They'll take one asset class that they focus on, but you've really become the expert in your group of investors and really taking the the lead as kind of the the general partner, if you will, of really going out and figuring this game out. What dis, what did you decide or why did you decide to add and layer on short-term rentals into the mix? Yeah, I mean, I think initially it was like we were, Trying to get our feet wet we we didn't know what we we're doing so like it was all organic i think you 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 hit on, on on some key points like we 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 try to be resourceful and kind of use all of the different um means that we have available uh to kind of get started so initially like we we wanted to do house hacking that was the only thing that we could do uh and we wanted to to kind of rent out one portion of the house but then like as things progressed we just kind of adapted to the circumstances yeah. so we rented out as a long-term rental because that, that was kind of what we had at our disposal. And then um, we had kind of that inkling to do short-term rentals because we, we really enjoy that. I don't know, it seems like uh, we, we we kind of are attracted to that business model. And then when we purchased the second property here in, in, in Roseville, we purchased like with the intention of living here because like we could do a, a sort of a commute to the Bay Area. But then we lived here for two months and then like the pandemic sort of kept extending. So they sent, they, they, they told us to work from home uh, like to keep working from home. So like we moved back to Mexico. So so I told my wife at that point, I told Elishka to just like, let's rent it out as an Airbnb. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. And then we just like, she she came back just to set it up and, and we set it up and it started working out really nicely. Like we weren't expecting kind of the, the, the house to rent out so, so quickly or so nicely. So at that point we're like, we want to do this like formally. Uh, so then we started kind of exploring markets 
uh, we were fortunate enough to to kind of get connected to a realtor in 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 San Agustin, which is an investor as well. So like, so that that was that was great. And then that's when we engaged with with you and your team. Like we wanted to kind of get some guidance or like a partner to work with to get really involved in in in, in short term rentals. So that's kind of the the journey in terms of how we got into short term rentals. Again, like initially that was the whole purpose to house hacking, but then like things didn't work out that way. And then like we we put this this grocery property. Uh, as a short-term rental, it worked really, it worked really well, and and we really liked it. So then we're like, let's do this, uh, let, let's do this formally. Uh, yeah. So we found the market. We we went to Florida. We we flew to Florida. We drove around Florida like in five days, uh, like from Miami to to Fort Myers, Tampa. Then we went to Orlando. Then San Agustin, and then um, we 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 loved San Agustin. We really clicked with with a with a realtor there, uh, and then like we just kind of pulled the trigger on the property yeah and uh it's it's that was that was like a year ago it, like a little bit that was so we pulled the trigger we we went into contract on october 2021 and when we closed it on january 2022 so it hasn't been that long um and then we bought the other one in in april um so kind of we're 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 not that i guess we're newbies still on, on, on this game but it's fortunately been be good. It, it's worked yeah. out so far. <laughs> it's It's been, uh, and I know you have some beautiful properties and we're going to, those of you listening to this episode, you can go check out Andre and Aliska's properties on what we always have the links in the show notes. But so those properties, you just, you know, that is that how you decided to, to decide the area? You just kind of made a real road trip and, and landed on some of the areas. Obviously there's some underwriting that goes into it with what your, you know, acquisition price and revenue and those types of things. But when you when you decided and bought that first property, how did was it was it any sort of a value add? Were you guys doing a lot of work to it before you were going to launch it? Take us through that process of what type of property you bought. Was it already a short term rental turnkey? Take the uh, take the audience through what that property was like on that first one. Of course, yeah, and I think I think that the first step, as, as you as you mentioned, obviously, like and 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 it's 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 clearly something that you teach on the course is how to how to select the market. So like we 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 did underwriting on the markets and these ones seem to work nicely. I think one thing that 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 we did is that we didn't we weren't kind of keen on finding the perfect market. We just wanted a market that worked and that we liked. Yeah. And that once we found it, we just pulled the trigger on the market. Like the numbers worked, the regulations worked, and uh, and and we liked it. It was it was yeah. it was it was a place that we liked. So that's how we kind of selected the market. Um, and um, in terms of the property. We wanted a property for some reason. We've always, or or something that I've wanted is like optionality with 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 property. So like, uh, we wanted one that that could be rented out as a long term rental, also as a short term rental, and also like that had like two units. Um, uh, um, and and kind of we found this 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 property. It was not a short term rental. It was owner occupied. Uh, it's 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 like a twenty seven hundred square feet property in a, like an eighteen hundred square feet lot, so pretty pre, pre lot. Uh, again, it was owner occupied, but the nice thing is it, it, it has it had two units, like it, it has two units so that you could rent it out as like a three three bed, two bath, and then as a, like a one bed, one one bath studio. Yeah, uh, We've never actually done that. We, we haven't gone through the, it, it, it takes like some work to do it. We haven't done it because it, it's worked, it worked out nicely as, 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 a, as, a, as a pool property. But uh, but yeah, we, we bought it, we bought it as a owner occupied. Um, and uh, we 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 bought we we bought it. We closed on January like tenth, I believe, of twenty twenty one. We flew to to. 
we flew there from Mexico and then like we set it up ourselves. So my wife and I flew together. Uh, I, 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 we closed on it and my wife stayed for like a month, just like furnishing it. We, we bought all of it ourselves. We kind of also like based on, on, on some of the support from, from your teachings and just like, you know, like winging it, not winging it, but like, we just, we just did what we, what we could. Yeah. And we, we, so then I went back to Mexico to like be with, with our daughter. Uh, we got COVID through that. We got COVID through, through that month. So that was also like interesting, but then we flew back. I flew back with my daughter, like one month later, the property was all set up. Uh, my wife, my wife is doing the, the managing. So we self-manage. So she got the cleaners and, and kind of handyman and all of that. And we, 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 we got it live February, February 10th. So like a little bit, like a month, like a little, 12, 13 months ago. And, um, and it rented out right away. So yeah, that's kind of how we, how we, how we, how we, how we got that one. And that one, you, uh, you got that one up and, and running and we had a major event that was a little bit of a shakeup this year on the properties, right. Um, with the name of hurricane Ian, if, uh, and that was uh, when you talk about a stressful situation. I'm curious how that uh, how that was, especially right when you're getting into a game, first property, diving in, seeing this thing bearing down on you know right in the area that you guys are at. How was that? Oh man, yeah, that, that was obviously like that's been the biggest challenge, clearly. And and it was actually not on this one. This was this is so like the flooding happened on our second property. Oh, it was uh, the second one that was the worst one of it. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah this one this one has been like it's been great like it, had, it didn't flood it has never flooded but then the second one which we bought like three months after um um that's been kind of the problem child if you will <laughs> although it's it's worked i think the, the revenue is is okay which i think i'm really grateful for that because it works from a revenue perspective um but yeah so we we the second property is basically the same profile it's like a 2700 square feet house like it's a, like for big families and big groups um, and it's like five minutes away from, from the other property. So like, we just expanded. Yeah. But this one, we got it in April. Um, uh, and then, and then it flooded, it actually flooded twice. So it's a, it's a kind of a crazy story. So like, it, it's been, it had been working nicely. And then like, uh, it flooded like end of September with hurricane Ian, it flooded. So like, obviously we weren't prepared for that. I had to fly um to the area to like I, we didn't know what to do we actually like again i'm grateful for that because we got uh, you you guys set up you, you set up a, like a session yeah um, uh, i remember for that and i was actually there when i when i listened to that session so that was kind of really sort of encouraging and 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 and, and uh, it, was, it, was, it was a great resource so so i was there we got a contractor which is our handyman uh we it took us a whole month to like you know, like get everything back up. Like obviously like all of the furniture was ruined. So buying all of the furniture again, it was only the first floor, fortunately. But anyway, like all of the furniture and then we had to like get all of the like sheetrock, uh, like all of the flooring, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so so I was there through that whole process. It took us a month and they got like, we, we, we finished on October 29th. I remember clearly. So October 29th, 2022. Uh, and, and the house looked beautiful. Like it was, it was amazing how it, how it came out. Like we obviously like, pimped it better than it was before. Um, and then 10 days later, Hurricane Nicole came and it flooded again. So that was insane. So like two two hurricanes in the span of two months. Um, so 
so anyway, uh, what we did for the second one, so for the first one, again, I, I was there, I, 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 we filed the claims, all that stuff. Uh, we get it all, 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 all put, like all ready to rent one month afterwards. And then for the second hurricane, again, it flooded once again, but we were much better prepared at that point. So we had like, we raised all of the, all of the furniture. So we didn't lose any furniture at that point. Our, we got our cleaner to like raise all of the furniture in blocks or like move it to like higher spaces. So, okay. so, so no furniture was damaged at that point. And what we did is basically we, 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 we worked with our cleaner and we told them like, just get everything dried up. Let's, we are not going to wait for another month to get it. Like I was, we were hurting in terms of like lost rent. So, so we, we cleaned it up. We dried it up with like industrial fans, like uh, mold, uh, mold deterrent or that stuff. Yeah. And, and like one week later, it was up and running again and, and it was renting out again and it's still renting out. Um, I, I'm still waiting for the resolution on the second claim because I filed claims for both. Yeah. Uh, second claim, I'm still waiting a resolution for that. Um, that's still kind of uh, in the process. For the first claim, it got resolved and I was, I was able to like recoup all of the out-of-pocket expenses and, and, and more. Uh, there's still some things that need to be fixed. Uh, but I think, I mean, it's it worked out nicely. Uh, again, we we've kind of recouped all of our out of money, out of pocket expenses, and I'm still waiting for the for the for the money for the second claim. And once we get that money, I'm I'm going to like do some repairs basically with with that money. And what I'm also going to do is I'm going to try to get that. There's this like increased cost of compliance that you can also get um, yeah. like an extra bump, a 30k. And I'm going to see if I can like get that property, um, like maybe raise the, the first floor, something like that. But anyway, that's kind of sort so of. So was the, was the damage less because you, you knew or were anticipating the flood? So you were able to actually get in there beforehand and raise the furniture so that it was above any, yeah, like you said, put it on blocks or whatever else. So it didn't get, it didn't get wet. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, we, we were kind of listening to the news and like, uh, we were like we asked our cleaner and our handyman to like go there and, and like just raise all of the furniture and like let's salvage everything that we can we salvage everything from furniture speaking and we tried to put like sandbags and like all that stuff but that didn't that didn't do anything right but but uh, uh but yeah i think yeah that, that's kind of how we how we manage the second one Wow. That's uh, yeah. You want to talk about a stressful, I mean, one is stressful enough, especially, you know, going through what, listening to the news and being there and, and having to deal with it. And then 10 days after it's put back together, you hit with a second one. That's a, uh, that's a, uh, that's, those are a couple of blows, but you're, I can tell you, cause I know we, we did that. We did kind of a, a kind of an emergency type of a coaching call for all of our members that were down in that area, right. When that first one happened and, um, it's amazing the spirit of everybody, even in, even like in the wake of all that dealing with it. And I guess just, you know, we have such an amazing community um, and being able to kind of, and the resources we were able to pull together, get you through that. But I know every time I talk to you, there's no, there's no secret why you guys are succeeding and why you guys are, are progressing and accelerating as fast as you are building this. And this is just the beginning for you guys. I know, but um, so much of it has to do with just like we talked about before your resourcefulness, but really just your attitude of saying, Hey, we're, we're going to figure this out and we're going to make it happen. Like I've never, ever talked to you in, you know, since we've been, you know, part of, part of your journey 
where you've really had any sort of like complaining or, Hey, why is this happening to me? It's always like, Hey, I'm, we're going to figure this out. You know, what are some of the next steps? Not that it's not stressful, not that it's not, there's things that we wish wouldn't happen that happen. You know, we, we don't want to, we don't want to deal with it, but it's uh, you know, it's a really testament to you guys for the, the attitude that you bring to a lot of these challenges and what you're able to get through them. And, and it's obvious with the successes that you're starting to have as well. Yeah. So on, on this, with that in mind, so, so we get past all that you're, you know, down in Florida, we're, we're the end of March, you guys went through, this is, this is kind of, you, you've been going through your busy season down there, right. In, in the winter time. Um, how's it been? Everything got put back together. How's the revenue been? How's it been versus projections? Like, what are your, what are you anticipating moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, I think we're, we're we're really grateful because it's it's revenue is 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 working out nicely. Like properties are performing as expected or even better, um, even with the hurricanes. So I think. And one last point on the hurricanes is like, what what we've what we've kind of thought through on the on the on on, on that specific property is obviously like a lesson learned is like you need to be more careful on like um, the areas that you invest in. Like be be especially if, if it's flood prone. But, but if you can get through it and the property works from a revenue perspective, maybe you can just like be prepared for them and then work through them when they come, which yeah. is how we've thought through it. Um, in terms of the revenue, like I, I was working on some numbers for a call uh, yesterday just to, just to make, make sure I, I kind of shared the, 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 the numbers accurately. And right now for 2023, again, these two properties are, are, are pretty similar. Like I think they attract the same market. They're the same size, like again, Big families and big groups. Um, we are expecting them to, to so so so, as of today, the 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 properties. So I have like let me see like as of today, I have bookings for for the two two properties together. I have 110 k of, of of bookings for 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 mm-hmm. 23, and I'm expecting to get around. 250k gross revenue for both properties together so like 120 130k for for each of the properties yeah yeah for for the whole year um so that's that's taking into like that's like 75 occupancy like 70 70 75 occupancy which is what we got last year for for yeah. for, for the for for the first property which we've been operating for for a whole year at this point we got 70% occupancy so i think we can we can we can hit that We've been actually hitting it uh, for for the first three months of this year, so so yeah, revenue-wise, I think we are we are we're 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 getting that, um, um, and um, yeah, again, like expecting 130k in terms of gross revenue for for each of these properties for 2023. I can speak about the the what I what I'm forecasting in terms of profit if that's helpful as well. Um, yeah. What was the, uh, well, what was the acquisition cost on, on each of those properties? Of course. So like, and what, and what type of, I always like to know one, one, when we're talking about that acquisition, if you don't mind sharing what type of loans and what you, you guys yeah. decided to do with that. Of course. So for the first one, we, we, that was kind of the, I guess it worked out. Everything worked nicely, nicely on that first one and it didn't flood. So that even better. Yeah. Even uh, better. Yeah. The, the first one was 700 K acquisition price. And we, we did that as a second home loan. We closed on January, January 2021. So we still got like a 3.3, 30-year uh, fixed, 3.3 percent yeah. fixed, 30-year uh, 30, 30 fixed. So that, that was that was great, and um, 
um, yeah, in terms of like, I think obviously property values have gone down a bit in the last few months, but we still got in pretty nicely. I think that property has still appreciated even with the kind of the, the, the slowing down in the market. I would, I would, I wouldn't sell that property for less than an 850. Yeah. Um, there were properties that were purchased, like a property next door was acquired for like 950, uh, like two months after I, I acquired mine. Um, so, so, so that was the first one, 700 K acquisition price. Um, we got a second home loan, 3.3%. And, um, and then for the second one, that wasn't as good, but again, it's still working nicely. We, I couldn't do second home loan. So we did the DSCR, um, yeah. like that service coverage ratio. Um, that one, we got a 750 acquisition price. So that was at the height of the, yeah. of the, of the market. Still, I think we got in pretty, pretty nicely. I don't think you could get a property for 750. I'm pretty sure you can't. I mean, maybe you can, but either way, it's, 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 it's worked out nicely. 750 acquisition price. That was already a short-term rental. So it was furnished. Um, so that was good as well. Like it was kind of up and running. Yeah. from day one um um seven seven fifty again uh, it was a, a dscr loan that was a 40-year mortgage uh the first 10 years interest only which was also helping with 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 cash flow um and uh that was a much higher rate so i think what i didn't like i guess lesson learned for me one of the bigger lessons learned for me through that acquisition is we we got we went into contract in April when rates were still kind of low, and I I, I was I did that DSCR loan and apparently I, I learned that later is that you cannot do rate locks with DSCR or apparently that's yeah. what I was told. So initially I was considering like five percent and it went all the way up to six point eight percent when I closed. So that was very painful. Yes. Uh, even though still works from a numbers perspective, so we still pull the trigger. But if I had gone like uh, investment loan, conventional, I could have locked rate for like maybe 5.5. Granted, I wouldn't have like interest only for 10 years, but I would have a much better rate. Yeah. But anyway, you learn as you when go. Did you, when did you actually close on that one? Did you say April? I closed on April, like April, April 25th. But I, yeah. I I went into contract like two months before. From yeah. both properties, we, we went into contract without having the money for the down payment. So like I closed, I guess I went into contract and then like, in the contract, put like as much time as possible to to close, to get the the down payment. To get the down payment, yeah, yeah. So anyway, and so that that time uh, that time ate up uh, some interest interest uh, rates hikes on you. Um, I yeah. was when I was I was acquiring last year between that April and June range, and I had the same thing. And I, I was using DSCR loans, and I was making offers. And even even while I was making offers, by the time I ended up closing, I was about a point and a half higher than when I was actually underwriting. From that in in that thirty and forty five day span, I was like, man, it's uh, yeah, because you couldn't you couldn't lock those types of, of loans in at least the one I was the the one I was using, and uh, I don't think you can lock many of them in. And so there might be products that you can, but I, I wasn't aware, and it wasn't the one I was using. And I did the exact same thing. I was I was underwriting at a certain percentage point, and it was quite a bit higher by the time I ended up closing on it. Yeah, that was that was painful. It's it's yeah. definitely one of the bigger learning experiences. Yeah, for but, sure. It is. What um, it is. Yeah. Awesome. And so, so yeah, so, I mean, both of them though, you're, you know, it, whether it's a, you know, three and a, the 3.3 rate, those are uh, yeah. Say, save that one. Right. It's like, you never want to refinance that ever. Um, yeah. <laughs> great, you know, great rate and, and great terms. Obviously that property's 
probably a little more profitable because of that um, when it, when you just look at the actual net profit on the property. But if the other one still, like you said, numbers still work and it's still profitable and you didn't, you know, it's a, it's a different type of loan. It's not a debt to income type of a qualifying loan. So it's, it, you're able to get into it, right? So we pay for it with rates and terms a little bit. And so, but if, like I was talking to a group yesterday and it was a, it was a group of, of agents, realtors in a, in an area, there was a workshop and they asked me to come in and speak to them. And they said, well, you know, our investors aren't going to want to buy with these rates where they're at right now. And I said, no, an investor buys as long as the property cash flows. We don't really care if it's 3% or 10%, as long as it's cash flowing and works as an asset and the numbers work. I mean, obviously we don't want to pay 10% if we don't have to, but if the property is an actual cash flowing, positive cash flowing asset and somebody else is paying that, it's largely irrelevant to us as long as the numbers work. Yeah, totally. That's kind of my thinking process. It was it was, it was kind of difficult to 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 work through it because yeah. it, as, you, as as it happened to you, like I, I was underwriting on a different scenario, but and then like we were about to close, like rates kept rising, so I was like it was really difficult. But, I, but like the decision was basically like, is it still working for for us? And if it is, let's just. I mean, that's kind of the environment that we're in. Like we're not going to get that lower trade rate, so like let's just yeah. move forward. Yeah, exactly. It's the environment we're in probably not coming back down anytime soon. Um, there's no indications there right now. And so um, if, if you can add an asset to the portfolio that works, it does make the numbers tighter and underwriting a little bit tighter. So not every property, um, some of those properties will maybe not work as well based on those rates and terms. But um, so, so we've got these properties there, we're performing. What's the focus for you guys now? I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming you guys are going to continue to build and, and what are, what is the, uh, what's, what's the plans for the future as far as portfolio building and, and what you guys have planned? Of course. So like we, we are, we are kind of very passionate about short-term rentals. Like we, we love it. Uh, uh, all, like all, all the business, like my, my wife, again, Elishka does the, the, the property management. So like she loves hosting and like interacting yeah. with guests and all that. So um, I, I love finding kind of the properties. So so what we what we are focused at this point is is one of the scale what we have today, um, and there's several ways on how we're thinking about it going forward with this. First, I'm I'm kind of as I mentioned initially, like I do have a, 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 a like a full time job, uh, but I'm 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 kind of exploring. I think I think it, it's it's getting getting to that place where where I need to uh, jump into this full time. Um, uh, so so I'm I'm kind of close to doing that, I think that's gonna happen pretty soon. Um, and um, in terms of how to scale, we, we, we definitely wanna acquire a couple more properties this year. So I wanna start, so so I wanna, I wanna raise more capital. Um, I, I, we've, been, we've been really fortunate to have, uh, again, friends and family in Mexico that, that wanna have exposure to, to, real, to residential real estate in the US. Uh, but, but like, I'm not gonna go into the details, but the, the model that we've, raise that capital on is not scalable. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to like bring up partners that actually purchase the properties yeah. uh, on their name. And, um, and, um, and I go in with a small percentage and then we, we, we manage the properties for them. So we want to kind of set up sort of like a property management business. Uh, in, uh, first of all, in, in, in San Agustin, which is the market that we're operating now. So we want to set up a property management business to kind of manage properties for other investors and also potentially going to kind of like uh, the realtor business as well, help them buy properties there. Um, so, so like I'm, 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 I'm hoping, uh, I'm planning to do that in the next few months, like get, get my, 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 my real estate license 
and, and set up a, we already have the LLC, so we're kind of working through that. Um, so, so, so that's kind of one component. Like, so our, our whole, whole vision is basically um, building a bridge for, for people in Mexico that want to invest in residential real estate in the US. Uh, we already have like markets that we've selected, they're working nicely. So, so that's called kind of the whole vision, like build a business around that, um, nice. like bringing capital into the US um, and, and kind of managing those, those assets for them. Um, uh, so like it will evolve differently, but like that's kind of where we're, we're aiming. Um, so, so yeah, we want to get a couple more properties this year or maybe more depends on how much money we can raise. And, um, and yeah, just keep scaling. Like we have San Agustin now. Uh, I'm also like, I'm, I'm exploring other markets. Like I want to, I want to do one in Texas as well, potentially Frisco. Like, I think yeah. that's, that's also like an interesting market. I also like, uh, we're, we're here in, in, in Sacramento. Uh, and I think Sacramento, like I'm investigating whether they allow short-term rentals. I think it's, it's a part of California that's ripe for growth. Um, um, and, uh, so that's another place that I'm exploring. And I also like, I love skiing. So, um, I want to find a, like a skiing market. Yeah. Lake Tahoe is is obviously the 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 the, the first one to explore, but it's a, it's a very difficult market. Yeah. Uh, I've I've been exploring kind of the northeast, Vermont, Maine, maybe maybe that's somewhere else. But anyway, those are kind of ideas. I think the 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 one that we can we can um, implement at this point is just scaling in San Agustin because like yeah. we have the properties that are working, so like let's replicate that. Right. Yeah. So so initial and I'm. I'm, that's awesome. I, I had no doubts that there were some big plans in the future, and uh, it's exciting to to hear what you've got. You know what what you're and, and really diving into it really on the full time scale. I mean, in a very short period of time, and uh, and I have no doubts you guys will do that. And and I think uh, a lot of those markets you mentioned have have a lot of potential, a lot of things going on in a number of them. But uh, it sounds like yeah, you've you've got your footprint and kind of a business plan operating in St. Augustine and being able to kind of focus there and be able to grow from there. Sounds like a great opportunity and a great plan. So yeah, that, that's super exciting. Have no doubt you guys will be able to uh, pull that off and uh, it'll be fun watching, watching you, you know, actually accelerate that. Uh, it'll knowing you guys, it'll probably happen sooner rather than later. Thanks. Thanks. John. And, and, and again, like I want to, I want to emphasize that thank you for, for kind of all of the support. Again, it's, it's obviously been like, once you jump into this, into this, into this business, like you have no idea. So like, just a sounding board of like, am I doing the right thing? Like, is this is this reasonable? Am I am I like crazy? So that that's been that's been like that's that's been fundamental in in, in our journey. Uh, so so thank you again for that support and 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 also like our investors have been pivotal in, in helping us grow. Like the trust that they've provided, it's it's been like fundamental in us being able to grow without kind of this 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 net of support from like like experts like you and your team and like people that trust us with their capital which is like hard-earned money we we have we wouldn't have been able to, to do this well you're you're very welcome we love being a part of that journey and i can tell you um you know it's always a huge responsibility when you take other people's capital and they trust you to be a part of their you know the, the going into a journey and investing with them and just watching you guys and seeing what you're doing, I know how serious you take that responsibility and that trust that, that those people have placed in you. And, and I, 
I have no doubts that, I mean, it's, you're, you're going to be a great partner for them for the long term. And then as you grow for those additional partners that, that help you kind of really expand the business. So it's fun to be a part of that journey with you guys. And so we've, you know, we've covered a lot. We've covered a lot of like, you know, some of the challenges, some of the things that we learned along the way. I always ask um, one really final question before we dive into it. Before I before I get into the final question, I do want to thank you for sharing the story. I know that um, sometimes it's scary sometimes to get on. Not that uh, not that they should be scary to share our stories, but uh, it's hearing other people's journey and story and success and challenges and ways they they, they approach those challenges with such a positive attitude that just, you, you don't know how ins inspirational that can be for a lot of people. So I'm always very, very grateful for these types of conversations. And for, for those of you that share and, and you coming on with us today and, and sharing it with our audience. And so thank you for that, Andres. It's, it's been really a pleasure having this conversation. I love these types of conversations. Awesome. Well, pleasure is all mine, Sean. And thank you for giving us kind of a space to, to share this. I, I, I definitely kind of uh, relate to, 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 to listening to other people's stories on, on my journey. It's, it's been like inspirational for me to like do things. So, so I'm, 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 I'm more than happy to, to share what we've done. And, and if it helps people, I'm more than happy to like talk to people on, on kind of what we've done. And, um, and, and yeah, so th th thank you for, for giving us kind of a space to, to share that. And, and for other people to listen to. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so the final question is, wait, if you could go back to yourself, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, give yourself one piece of advice and said after after kind of running through the at least as far as we've run down this road at this stage and you had to go back 10 or 15 years and tell your your younger self the best piece of advice would be what i, I think i'm, I'm i mean i'm i'm uh, i'm probably going to repeat something that most a lot of people say in this in this podcast but it's i would i would invest sooner in real estate i i uh i i, I took a like a real estate entrepreneurship class when i was doing my mba and uh, I really loved it. Like I, I liked it, and it was it was fun. And and I kind of I don't know if I was kind of passionate about it, but it ringed the bell. Like it was it was something that I really enjoyed. Um, and uh, I don't know. I didn't have the motivation or kind of the the yeah. I, I didn't just I didn't pursue that or or kind of dive deeper into it. And looking back, if if I had if I had done that, I mean, I would be in a much different position if I had started ten years ago versus like three years back. But anyway, like I think time comes to everyone. Life is, is is the way it is. But that would be that would be my advice. Like start investing sooner, um, right. as soon as possible. Like whenever you can. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. And it's uh, you guys heard it here once again. Probably our, if I had to say that the answer that we get ninety percent of the time is we wish we would have started sooner. It's one thing I love about the ownership model of real estate. A lot of people talk about different ways to get into real estate, either co-hosting, management, arbitrage, those types of things, nothing wrong with them. But whenever I talk to investors and people that are having success and we ask them that question, it's a resounding, I wish I would have started investing sooner. You know, the best time to invest in real estate, we always say was yesterday, the next best time is today, right? And so start, like you said, start when you can. There's probably reasons why we wait. But uh, getting in as soon as possible and getting that clock ticking to where we start building those property portfolios, I couldn't agree with you more. When we're in our 20s and super young, we always think we've got plenty of time. And, uh, and, and then when we actually do start taking those steps and those action items and, and building that portfolio, we wish we would have done it when we were younger because we realize 
how much we can compound that, the, the success that we're going to have by getting started as soon as possible. So Andres, again, thank you so much for joining us. You guys who are listening, you are the best part of this show and we know how valuable your time is and we really appreciate you spending it with us. And so one final thought that I always leave you with is a challenge to go pick one thing that you can do today to go start building that life that you don't want to take a vacation from. Cheers, my friends. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. Share this with other people you think need to hear about it. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Hey, Grace, is there a website? Yes! For more amazing content and expert advice, visit bodicy.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.